the results are in, and the canyon flooding. Hi, I'm James Lynch of the Cedar Rapids Gazette, and with me today are Brett Haber for the Sioux City Journal. Good morning, Brett. Good morning. Ed Tibbetts of the Quad City Times. Good morning, Ed. Morning, James. And Thomas Nelson of the Waterloo Cedar Falls Courier. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. You can find us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to On Iowa Politics on iTunes and Stitcher. First up, special election for Democrats. Thomas, I guess we could say the stars aligned for Eric Giddens in a Black Hawk County special election earlier this week. The Cedar Falls School Board member handily won a special election in Senate 30, 57% to 42% over former Iowa House member Walt Rogers. Um, were there any keys to the results in this race uh, that you could see, uh, other than the fact that about a, a dozen presidential candidates showed up uh, to campaign for Giddens? Well, um, I would say the biggest thing indicator was absentee ballots, honestly. Um, they made up about 45% of the vote, and they ended up uh, giving, uh, giving Giddens a handed uh, handedly large, uh, you know, uh, large cushion in that race at the beginning. I mean, he he had about a he was leading by about a thousand at that time with just absentee votes, and then the, uh, he had uh, what about 163 votes uh, won the general election on elect, uh, during the election day voting with 163 votes. So I would say that that a uh, large margin all came from the absentee votes and get, kind of making sure and getting on the ground and getting out that vote. I would also credit the fact that the messaging that, uh, you know, they were uh, spring getting people to vote before they left for spring break. Um, you know, the, I interviewed Giddens a couple days ago about this, and, you know, he counted that he didn't know what would have happened had uh, Kim Reynolds not uh, scheduled the election on spring break. Uh, because that led to a lot of families leaving, but right before they left, they apparently sent in their absentee ballots. They went and uh, did some early voting at the courthouse. So I think, uh, all in all, that's kind of what, what made the difference. It's interesting that uh, you're talking about the absentee ballots because uh, one of the comments I heard when somebody was talking about the scheduling of this election during spring break and Democrats' concern that that would hurt uh, student voting was, Somebody said, well, you have to remember, too, that uh, all the Republicans are, you know, snowbirds down in Texas or Arizona, and so they're not going to be voting either. So um, maybe mm -hmm. uh, once again, once again, the Republican uh, absentee voting effort didn't match Democrats, it, it appears. And um, despite what many people would call an impressive win in this race, uh, Iowa GOP Chairman Jeff Kaufman said Giddens underperformed it. In a tweet, he said, despite the attention and adoration of National Democrats, Eric Giddens underperformed tonight. Make no mistake, Senate District 30 has always been deep blue. In sheer panic, the Democrats pulled out every stop to retain a steep seat that has been theirs for 15 years. Uh, Thomas, what was the reaction to that uh, comment from the Republican chairman? Um, I'm guessing people didn't see it quite the same way. No. I think um, this district, everyone here, everyone in the district has always kind of felt that it's been more of a purple district. Um, in fact, if anything, I think the prior to uh, 
Danielson winning. It was held by a Republican, I, uh, I believe. And overall, I think this, you know, the, the 30th district's always been kind of, it has uh, a large segment of a Republican population in Hudson and in Cedar Falls and Waterloo. It's kind of perhaps one of the more blue, um, purple, purple places. Now, granted, um, you know, over the years, there are more registered Democrats, but that doesn't, that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the star power aside, do the results in this race reinforce the, the problem that the GOP is facing in urban areas? This was a district that had been competitive, as Thomas said, uh, in the past, but Giddens won by, I think, about 2,000 votes. Um, so, I mean, does this just sort of reinforce that problem that Republicans are having? Well, um, look, I watch this race from afar, and I'm always leery of comparing one election to another, um, you know, different candidates, different circumstances, that sort of thing. But, you know, a 15-point win, uh, and it's a guy who used to be a state representative in this area, uh, is impressive. Um, yes, the district had been held by a Democrat, uh, but um, no matter how you cut it or spin it, it um, seems to me that Giddens won it uh, pretty easily. Uh, he won it uh, with absentee votes and Election Day votes, which often um, – uh, Swing towards Republicans, so um, you know I think that uh, this is that this is one that's solidly in the uh, in the win column for uh, for Democrats. And, and it's worth noting that uh, as Democrats are celebrating this victory, that Giddens will have little or no impact in the current legislative session. Uh, he'll be one of 18 Democrats in the 15-member Senate, so. His, you know, his vote will be unlikely to change the outcome of any legislation there. Moving on, Representative Steve King just keeps stepping in it after declining to answer a question about whether white societies were better than non-white societies because the question was so hypothetical. King aimed his rhetoric on the victims of Hurricane Katrina. Brett, what's Congressman King's uh, beef with New Orleans? Right. Um, this came out yesterday, and um, um, I guess to go back a little bit, um, it's worth noting again that in 2019, Steve King is holding his first town hall meetings um, extensively throughout the, the 4th District in a way that he hadn't in recent years. And there's been news that's been made out of a, a good chunk of these. I think he's up to about eight or nine in the first few months here um, thus far. And, and the, what what we're talking about here today came out of yesterday uh, out of Crawford County, which was, is a small town of Charter Oak. But early on in his comments, um, he was talking about, and, and it's you know very topical because uh, we we have extensive flooding over here from um, the Missouri, Big Sioux, all kinds of rivers that are over here in western Iowa. And, so it was very topical for him to be talking about flooding, and and he um, he, he praised the outlook of Iowans of, of being you know, bucking up, and I, I guess his quote was of taking care of each other during flooding. And then he made a comparison to Hurricane Katrina um, on the impact in New Orleans, and and um, said that uh, from uh, and he cited it through a FEMA, but a FEMA source that that told him that well, we go to a place like New Orleans and everybody's looking around saying, who's going to help me? Who's going to help me? And that's what caused blowback uh, pretty quickly uh, throughout Thursday afternoon yesterday. And as Iowans, we just grab our bootstraps and 
pull ourselves up, I guess. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. And, and the people that and the people that were were dismissive was uh, like the governor of Louisiana. It, it's um, um, John Bell Edwards, and there was a congressman mm -hmm. um, who's who uh, King has kind of verbally sparred with in in the past as well. Um, from New Orleans uh, tweeted about this, and um, you know that that King was you know misguided, obviously, and and what he said was was their was their approach, and the the governor called him the comments dis disgusting and disheartening, and that we're you know when when people are you know when, when the disasters here, you know we need to be you know talking positively. I'm, I'm paraphrasing there with that. Okay. All right. And let's go back to that question about the white societies and and. Uh, uh, again, it's kind of hard to believe that uh, uh, Steve King would decline to answer a question, um, any question. But uh, have we reached a point um, where everything Steve King says will be sort of dismissed out of hand simply because it's Steve King talking um, and, and, and that his politically incorrect statements really don't matter anymore? Uh, other than fodder for uh, tweet storms and talk show hosts. Well, I don't. I don't think that they'll be dismissed um, because um, you know I think that uh, uh, you know I think it's important when Steve King says these things that uh, uh, that, that people don't just slough them off, and, and I don't think they are. Um, I, frankly, I would have thought that the white supremacy comment would have uh, uh, would have had real consequences, which I think is what you're talking about. Um, and while I do think that it had an impact, uh, he's he's still in office. Uh, he's still says outrageous things. Um, you know, I, I think the only way that Steve King ever uh, goes away is to beat him at the ballot box. Uh, and even then, uh, I suppose he'll find a way for, uh, uh, you know, for him to, uh, uh, he'll find a way to uh, say outrageous things. Um, you know, I, I, I would say about this, you know, this, this comment about, uh, about Katrina, um, I, I remember uh, this would have been almost 20 years ago uh, when uh, there was significant flooding in Davenport, and uh, an official at the White House uh, 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 talked about how uh, Davenporters hadn't built a flood wall, and maybe it was time they took care of themselves. Caused a lot of uh, rage, uh, a lot of controversy, and I remember at the time Senator Grassley saying, "You know, now wasn't the time to to talk about these sort. Of, now isn't the time to talk about politics. Basically, uh, it's time to help people." And essentially, what he was saying was, uh, "Well, let's not inject politics into this." And, and that's what Steve King's uh, done here. Uh, and, uh, uh, and and obviously Katrina and what's happening in uh, in the others, uh, you know, in, in Western Iowa and in, in Nebraska are two. Uh, Separate instances. Um, yes, Steve King has uh, found a way to divide people, and that's what he does. And, and that's good context. Ed. Thank you for throwing that in. Uh, and I, I do want to add also that later yesterday on Thursday, um, King had a, a press release. So I guess he left Charter Oak and then he went and toured uh, Missouri Valley, uh, which would be uh, Missouri River flooding, and then he came to Hornick in small town in Woodbury County that was flooded by the the West Fork. River and um, um, you know talked about his you know the fact that it was you know good to see those things firsthand, but also in that press release he cited how um, he wanted people to make sure that they are getting federal resources. So he you know is reminding people of that, and then he also 
and ending that press release, he said, you know, he wouldn't use hesitate to use his influence with President Trump um, to gain access to the to the federal flooding uh, programs. So, um, you know, at one point he's saying, um, you know, the um, people in Katrina were, you know, where's my help? Where's my help? I'm again, I'm sorry, that's paraphrased. Um, or who's going to help me? Who's going to help me? But at the same hand, later in the day, he's he's making sure that Iowa still, you know, have a way to to also get that federal money. Interesting, very interesting. Well, that's it for this edition of On Iowa Politics. I hope it's been worth your time. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, tell a friend and subscribe to I subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Fan mail may be sent to oniowapolitics at gmail dot com. And you can find us every week on the home pages of the Quad City Times, Sioux City Journal, Muscatine Journal, Mason City Globe Gazette, Waterloo, Cedar Falls Courier, and the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Lipstick Homicide will take us out. If you know a band or talented Iowa musician who should be on our show, send us a sound file and remember to follow us on Twitter and subscribe to On Iowa Politics on iTunes and Stitcher. For Brett, Thomas, Ed, and our producer, Stephen, I'm James Lynch. Thanks for listening. 